Welcome to another episode of the Family Time Q&A Podcast. I'm your host, Jerry, with TheRealJerryDugan.com, and I have with me my better half, my Proverbs 31 woman, Olivia. Say hi, Olivia. Hello. Awesome. Now, uh, for those who are listening to us for the first time, this is a podcast about family living with actual family members on it. Uh, today, we actually have some special guests, honorary Dugans, because we cheat like that, and that's how we get... Uh, <laughs> outside folks into the family show with actual family members. So we have honorary Dugans, Glenn and Sean Solberg with Family Life Ministry. Uh, say hi. Hello. Hello. All Glad right. to be on the show. Awesome. So Glenn, uh, Sean, tell us about yourselves. Well, we're Glenn and Sean Solberg. Let's see. We've been married. Is it 23 years? 23. 23 years. Um, we have a 19-year-old son in the Marines. We have an 18-year-old daughter about to graduate high school. And oh we gosh, have a flies. son in the 10th grade. And I homeschool as well. Oh, wow. And Glenn, before you started working for Family Life, what were you doing in a past life? Oh, gosh. Um, I had a show called The Real Jerry Dugan Show. <laughs> no, I was a physical therapist in, uh, in Houston, Texas. That's where we lived before we, we came to serve at Family Life. Awesome. Uh, my wife was a nurse, so we met at a hospital where she was working to be a nurse, and I was working to be a PT and sort of the, uh, the well, not the typical general hospital kind of a thing, but anyway, that's where we met, and that's what I was doing before Family Life came along. Okay, so you worked in healthcare without the soap opera drama, basically, is what you're saying. Yes, yes. <laughs> Even though when I asked her out the first time, she said no. But, you know, that's another story for another day. <laughs> Persistence in relationships. <laughs> uh, so I, I always love hearing your story because you, you, uh, you started in healthcare, you met, you got married, and then you wound up serving in ministry that's all about strengthening marriages. Uh, and so... When this episode airs, it's going to be during something called the National Healthy Marriage Week. Uh, I believe it's in the United States. It might be around the world. Uh, so I just wanted to use that as an opportunity for us to get together and talk about healthy marriages. And so that's kind of the theme I'm hoping we go with. But, you know, it's the Family Time Q&A podcast, so it could go in any direction, and we never really know. Uh, that's just the nature of those candid questions. <laughs> But to, to let our audience know uh, what's about to happen, uh, I believe Olivia is going to kick it off with a question she's prepared. So Glenn, Sean, and myself have no idea what that question is going to be. And then, then I guess we'll let Sean go. So ladies first, we'll let Sean go and she'll ask her question if she's got one. And then we'll let Glenn ask a question and then I'll close it out, uh, hopefully if we have time. And uh, then that's that's a wrap after that. Yes. Uh, Great. So, Olivia, are you ready to kick us off with a question? Okay, I'm ready. Go for it. Okay. Our son, Jacob, is 14 and a half. <clears throat> he just, I guess, got out of his first long-term long relationship. Oh, yeah. Him and his girlfriend were together for seven months. And in high school world, that's a lot. And I know he's kind of young, but we felt like we should get on board with it rather than them sneaking behind our backs. And so we were, you know, we were with them every step of the way, and we were very involved. Well, last night, he decided that he wanted to break up with her because the feelings weren't there anymore. And so I think it's more painful for us as parents to go through this. I, you know, I, th I didn't, I wasn't expecting this as a parent. You know, I, I just thought it'd be like, okay, bye. But, you know, this girl has been a pretty close part of our lives for the past seven months. And so have y'all experienced this? Have it, has it hurt you? How do you get over it? Or 
have how have y'all dealt with things like this? Wow, you kind of broke the mold there and went with a serious question. I know. Well, just because it's it's on my heart and yeah. you know, I'm sad yeah. about it and I, I feel sad for her because I'm a girl, you know, and that happened to me, and so no. I feel I feel sad as the mom too. Yeah, you're really advocating for her last night. <laughs> I was like. Anyway, go ahead. I'll, I'll let you guys answer first, and then uh, I'll, I'll chime in after. All right. Um, I would say we haven't dealt with the any of the breakup with girlfriends or boyfriends in our with our kids mm-hmm. yet. Our kids have really um, we taught them early on that the reason that you have a relationship is to see if you want to pursue that for marriage, mm-hmm. and all of ours in discussing things with them felt like unless we're mentally prepared to possibly get married, we don't even want to deal with having relationships at a young age because we see no purpose in that. Now, again, I'm not saying that's for every family that they have to follow that, but that is just what we had decided to do with ours that courtship to us means you're really not mentally ready for relationship till you're possibly in the 15, 16, 17 age bracket because you're mentally more mature and able to handle those emotions and everything that you're going to go through. Because in all reality, the even though you may not feel that you're giving part of your heart away that young, you really do. Mm-hmm. And the more you keep giving away and the more that you get hurt, the less you are able to devote all that to the person you finally find and you end up comparing oh, well, you might do this like so-and-so did, and you might like do this like the other person did, and are you going to hurt me like they did? And all they hear about is all the other people. Mm-hmm. And they're like, you're not even giving me a chance because you've already said I'm going to be like all these other people that you've experienced before. So anyway, our children have not dealt with that, but I, I have seen the side of it of seeing an attraction there for someone knowing that they may not have the same attraction back in wanting to get to know them better as a friend because we also said you know being friends first always is better than just jumping into a relationship because of lust or outward physical appearance only you really need to have a connection elsewhere mm-hmm. and so we we've seen one of our children have an attraction or wanting to get to know someone else and they're not really being receptive back to that that's hard because mm-hmm. you know we can't get involved in it and we are kind of letting them deal with it on their own hmm. jerry and i have been talking a lot i guess since last night and i don't i don't know it was just harder than i expected mm-hmm. i think it is hard as a mama <laughs> uh-huh. because you are just emotionally attached and and you do know the girls do get more emotionally attached than the guys do to me in a deeper way. Mm-hmm. And then we feel that for the girl as well. Mm-hmm. But we also see our son as as a man who needs to learn how to deal with those emotions too. Mm-hmm. And it's hard as a, a mom to know how to balance the two. Yeah. Yeah, I think I think Olivia. One of the things we have we have dealt with is this relationship that our our son has with a girl. His first our nineteen year old. Yeah, his first his first real girlfriend. And um, some of the things that we have struggled with in that is just you know how how and you may have experienced this too that their parents you know kind of view things in life a little different than you do. Mm-hmm. 
And so there's some conflict between, well, you know, how they want to live life or what they think's okay for Jacob and his girlfriend to do and what you think might be okay for Jacob mm-hmm. and his girlfriend to do or, you know, what is okay for them to be alone. And so uh, we began to realize that, you know, as we see our kids go off and be married and, you know, get out of the house, that there's going to be some situations where we're just going to have to trust God to know that those parents may not be doing things exactly like we are. Mm-hmm. But, you know, when you leave and cleave, um, you know, that's an important part of what we teach people related to marriage is that you have to leave and cleave from your parents. And so uh, we can already begin to see how difficult that is mm-hmm. uh, because we want to be able to direct and we want to be able to encourage and we want to be able to challenge our kids to, to live in a godly way in their marriages, but, but ultimately they have to choose. And, and we've seen the importance of the leaving cleave on the side of not only the children cleaving to their new spouse, but also the parents needing to let their child cleave on to their new spouse, and they need to be able to leave their child to grow and make decisions Yeah, mm-hmm. and not be the one saying, you really need to do this, you really need to do that, and... I want y'all to live your life this way and it's just not healthy for a new couple to be being pulled by both sets of parents saying you need to raise them this way. Yeah. You don't want to be that controlling parent that you didn't want to have as a, when you got married, right? Mm -hmm. So (laughs) we don't want to be that, but you know, when you've had quote control over your kids for all this time, and then you have to let go of that. I mean, that's part of what we've been dealing with. As our kids get older, I keep opening up my hand and going, honey, we got to open my hand up. We got to let them go, you know? Mm-hmm. And so, but that is really hard to do. The older they get, the less control you have. <laughs> yeah, um, that, that must be hard. I, I you know, I, I'm not yeah. looking forward to that day of <laughs> losing that control. <laughs> and especially yeah. like in y'all's But situation. I think what you're experiencing is, is part of that. I mean, because oh, yeah. Jacob's in a relationship. You know, the relationship ends or whether it continues. Mm-hmm. I mean, you're having to deal with all that as yeah. a parent. And eventually, Jacob, you know, if he's like most young men, he will be married. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And he will have, right, a family. And then you guys will have to determine uh, what do we want to be as as parents-in-law to, to, my, to my son and my daughter-in-law. Mm-hmm. So this is all opportunity for God to begin to mold and shape you and who He wants you to be as as a mom and dad in law. Yeah, right? I hope I hope we're doing a good job so far. Uh, you are because you're involved <laughs> in their life and you care about them, yeah. and that is important yeah. to maintain a relationship and a healthy balance of sharing your wisdom to them, but also letting them ultimately be taught by God. Mm-hmm. Well, good. Well, thanks. That was yeah. that was my question. Glenn, do you have a question to throw at us? Yeah. So I'm, I'm, I'm trying to think of something related to marriage since it's, you know, we're, we're, you're broadcasting this during National Marriage Week. So, and since we've been talking about kids, I'm thinking, all right, so Jerry and Olivia, um, fast forward, uh, this is the day that Jacob's getting married or this is the day that Emma's getting married. And so you're, you're five minutes before, uh, the service is about to start and you have a few minutes alone with your son or daughter. And so what, what, what are you going to say to them in these last five minutes before they say I do to their future spouse? I probably wouldn't be doing a whole lot of talking because I'll be crying. I'm a, I'm, <laughs> I'm the biggest crybaby there is. I cry at everything and anything. Just in, I'll be I'll just be crying. <laughs> and it wouldn't just be the first or the five minutes before the service starts. It'll be the whole day, and probably the <laughs> night before. 
that I, I was actually, crying. I actually cried when I was 17 because I had a friend that was going off to the Air Force. And I saw his mom saying goodbye to him. And I cried thinking, I'm going to have a son one day. And I didn't even know, you know. I wanted uh, children, but I didn't know I was going to have children. So anyway, Jerry, um, I think I'd take, I would take time to pray, of course. Yes. I, I think that's the only thing that I can think of is just to pray. I don't know exactly what I would say, but what about you? I, I think my moment with each of them would be different. It yeah. almost sounds like a double standard, but I think with Jacob, I'd probably go Mike Brady on him and try to share some words of wisdom as he's about to go down the aisle. Uh, something along the lines of... You know, don't think of this as the end game. This is just the start. So yes. This yes. is the first day of your marriage to whoever right. he decides to marry. And the other thing I would want to tell him is that, look, you guys invited God and all these witnesses to your marriage day, your wedding day. What I'd like you to think about doing is, if you want to have a long, happy, healthy marriage, is invite God every day from now until... The day you guys pass away and and find yourselves in heaven, invite God into your marriage every single day, uh, especially on the days that are tough and challenging, whether yes. it's an argument or a medical diagnosis, financial yes. struggle, you need God there. And uh, to have God there in the times of struggle, you also need to have him there when things are going well. And then, you know, just build that every single day. So that's, that's something I'd hope you take to heart is that. Uh, now for Emma, yeah, the first or the five minutes leading up to her wedding, it'll probably be me sobbing, holding on to her ankles, saying, don't do it. <laughs> be my baby girl. Don't go down the aisle. I don't like him. He farts. He stinks. He belches. Uh, anything to talk her out of it. But uh, once I get back up on my feet or security is about to kick me out, I'll, I'll tell her how much I love her and how proud of her I am. And um, if he does anything to hurt her, I'll hit him in the ankles or something. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I, I think that's how I'll be different. Like with Jacob, it's like, I'm releasing you. You're, you're a man now. Here's some final words of wisdom for today. But I mean, we're still going to be there for you to support you. And then for Emma, it's going to be the, that's my baby girl going. And I may want to talk to the groom more than I want to talk to Emma. But, like, look, I already said yes. And this is what my yes still means today. <laughs> uh, so, uh, yeah. That's uh, interesting you share that because um, uh, we're talking to different people, you know, as our kids are getting older. And, and that what, what some ladies have shared with Sean is that, you know, you when your son gets married, you lose your son. Because because you're more they're more um, what's the right word sort of more inclined to be a part of the daughter the, his future wife's family, mm-hmm. but when your daughter gets married, it's like you gain a son. Yeah. So because the daughter hangs around with the mom and they're doing things together, so they come over to see you, whereas the son's doing things with his wife's family. And mm-hmm. so um, what you said may be very true and related to that, related to Emma and for Jacob. I hope I kind of hope so. <laughs> I'm not saying I don't want Jacob to stick around, <laughs> but I'm just looking at our own uh, marriage. Uh, we are living in Olivia's hometown, and I'm nowhere near either of my parents. Uh, they're on both coasts. So, uh, yeah, we, we did connect a lot more closely with Olivia's family. And, and I was just thinking about a few weeks ago, my kids don't even know my side of the family. Uh, you know, and, and you know, there's some reasoning behind that, but uh, my, my cousins all have taken a longer time maturing. So... <laughs> Uh, when when they get closer to that point, I'll be like, "All right, now you can meet my kids." So, yes. I see. Yeah. All right. That's good. Well, thanks for answering that. 
Yeah. That was a good question. That was that was really good. You almost got me crying, man. I know. <laughs> he, he, cries, he cries a lot too. Don't don't get me wrong. He cries we're both big crybabies. Oh gosh. It, we were uh, on was a date night. We had an impromptu date night yeah. uh, a couple months back. And no, can I tell a story? Yeah, you tell it. Okay. We were we were talking about Emma, you know, dancing in the nutcracker and this next year she's eligible to be Clara, which is the main character. Oh. And at the end of the show, the it's usually the dad brings her the dancer flowers and i said imagine jerry you should go back into the army so you can get deployed while emma like emma's clara year and and then you can come home and do a surprise visit you can watch her whole clara show because they only get one show there's four claras every year but one for one for every different show i said you can watch her clara show and then she's expecting me to bring her flowers and then you show up and he starts crying we were at the dinner table we're out in public and he's like oh my gosh that's such a wonderful memory and like it's something that will (laughs) never happen because he's not not going back to the army but it got me choked up as if it really happened and it still does when we talk about it we were talking about it the other day and he still got he got choked up too. Well, well just now yeah. I had to tune her out so I wouldn't get <laughs> choked up right here on the recording show. <laughs> but yeah, I, I mean tears. I had to get a napkin and and dab my eye. It, like I was really choked up. I couldn't even talk. I yeah. was just like, oh, that's, that's awesome. Sean always jokes that I'm like hitting male menopause because I cry so much more now than I used to. <laughs> I'm like I don't know about male menopause, but I do cry more than I used before. So. I wonder why. Uh, yeah. So we can't just blame me for being a, a veteran. Like, yeah. Yeah. Glenn's crying too. That's <laughs> right. That's crying. right. It's okay for men to cry. It is. It That's is. right. I, I went on TEDx just to say that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so you guys ready for the final question? And Jerry's are always final hard. question. Jerry's are always ready. Hard. And this is to all three of you. So I, I guess we'll let Sean answer first, then Glenn, and then Olivia to wrap it up. Okay. All right. So my question to all three of you. Uh, is what is the one piece of advice you'd like to give couples as the secret sauce to a long, healthy, happy marriage? The secret sauce. Mm. I like that. I would say for me what I have found out is that when you look at something you want to be successful at, you end up investing time and energy into that, whether it be school, a job, or something else, you need to treat your marriage relationship in the same way. And you need to take time to study your spouse. You need to take time to study what is their love language? What is their personality profile? There's lots of different personality profiles you can take, like the DISC profile is the one we've done. And when you learn your spouse's personality you're more likely to understand their differences and that it's not wrong to be different that that's just the way their bent is and how they are and the more you study your spouse the more you are willing to adjust your thinking to what the way they perform a task or don't perform a task like glenn and i are very opposite which most of the time we find out we are different when we marry. <laughs> but when you get together and you just think this is the way it is, you should do things this way because this is the way I do them. So why would you not do it this way? And instead of it causing an argument, you learn to say, oh, there are other ways. And this is why you do it your way and why he needs to have the dishes cleaned up right after dinner 
And I'm like, ah, let's go watch a movie. We'll get to the dishes in the morning. <laughs> oh, no, okay. You watch the, I can you watch the movie. We'll let the so I would say taking time and energy to invest in knowing your spouse and knowing what drives your spouse and help them to grow in that. Glenn? All right. So, yeah. Thanks for giving me time to think. Oh, sure. <laughs> uh, you, you mentioned something earlier that uh, um, that, would, that would certainly be something I would, I would say is a secret sauce, and that's putting the Lord first in everything in your life. But you know, that's sometimes that seems so, you know, theological or, you know, so give me something more practical. And so as I'm thinking of that, I'm going, you know, really the the idea of being other centered is such it's such a important part of the Christian life. You know, whether it's with a, your, your kids as a parent, but I think in the area of marriage, I think if you can genuinely think of your spouse's needs before your own and genuinely serve your spouse with a good attitude. Um, I think that goes a long way towards having a happy marriage because my natural bent is I want to be served. I want things my way. I want the dishes cleaned up before dinner. I want, <laughs> I want Christmas the way I want Christmas and I want this dinner at this time and these things. But the more I can let those go and really figure out, just like Sean was saying, what, what does Sean enjoy? What 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 helps Sean flourish and be the woman that God's creator be? You mentioned the Proverbs 31 woman a while ago. So what helps her to be what God created her to be? And how can I help her do that by serving her and putting her needs ahead of my own? And that's a, and that and the other part I'll say about that is that it's a supernatural thing because I can't do that on my own because I'm too selfish and I'm too self-centered and I too I want too much for me. If I don't have Christ in my life, then there's no way I can really put her needs ahead of mine and genuinely want to serve her. Great. And I was I was nodding here for a while, not because I'm like, yes, Glenn, you are selfish. But, uh, <laughs> Which but, I am, yes. But I was agreeing, yes, we all are, and, and it does take us focusing on Jesus Christ to, to remind ourselves, you know, he was very sacrificial and giving and loving in that respect. So he was the, the perfect example to follow when it comes to serving uh, our spouses. Yes. So, Liv? Um, I would say that no matter how good things are in your marriage in your life or how bad things how bad they are always remember that god is there with you and he knows everything that's going to happen so you can't you can't try to plan you know outcomes of you know whatever event is going on um because god already has it all planned out and so i would just encourage a couple just to remember that god is always there i feel like that's our kind of our theme through our marriage mm -hmm. just you know when it's really it was really really bad for jerry and i um and i felt like god wasn't there i would stop like he is and he knows exactly what's going on and he knows exactly how we're going to get out of this or through this or over this obstacle and so i, I think of that a lot and i think of it in good times also yeah and so you just you can't you know I've heard you can't just pray when things are bad. You have to pray and be thankful all the time. He's always there. And so, I, I'm pretty. Sh I'm sure it'd be hard for a you know a non-believer to even fathom that, or even like a newly married a couple going into marriage because mm -hmm. they're like, oh, it's all wonderful. You know what? What are you talking about? Bad times, but 
you know, they're there. And, mm-hmm. and we all know that it's very easy to just forget God and, you know, the things that we've promised to each other and to God and walk away. But yeah, it's, it's almost like it's too easy to forget the other half of those vows. The, uh, you know, we remember the, uh, for richness part, but what about the poor mm-hmm. or in poorness, poor, yeah, in, in poverty, uh, in health. But then what about the sickness part? And so, like, it's it's fine and easy when things are going well, and then, yeah, it's when the times are challenging that you got to draw strength from God. Yeah, I think what you expressed, Liv, is is so important. What you're what I, what I saw you saying there was there's a lie that that the enemy wants you to believe that God's not there mm-hmm. and that your spouse isn't there, and you have to remind yourself of the truth that He is there mm-hmm. and that your spouse is committed to you for life. Um, and that helps you get through the tough times because mm-hmm. the lie is, you know, God's not there and my spouse sitting there and I just need out. Mm-hmm. And so we need to replace the lie with the truth. And that's what you expressed. Uh, I'm right with you. Yeah, man. I have so many, uh, stories, testimonies, you know, of how when we were at our lowest and I felt like God does not know what's going on with my family. He is not here. He is not watching us. But now, you know, coming through that, over that, I know that he was there because that's the only way we got through it. And I would say also not to depend on your feelings for everything that you make a decision about. It can't be based on your feelings alone Mm -hmm. because your feelings will fail you. You have to really go back into what you know as truth. And the truth is what we all as believers know that it's, your reliance on the Holy Spirit to guide you and that the Lord is the one that has to be your stronghold and the one holding you together. Because if you make a decision based on feelings alone, it will never be the right decision because your feelings aren't what what you should let lead you. Mm -hmm. You're not going to always feel great, feel happy. Even if you feel sad or bad, if you let your day be governed by that feeling, it's never going to go as it could go yeah. to help you grow in that decision. Yeah. Wow. I think we got ourselves a good episode here. <laughs> and I was just thinking, uh, you know, irony where we had the, the technical hiccup. It might be on the section where I was speaking. So I think, <laughs> I think God was doing some editing there as well. <laughs> Jerry will not talk through this whole thing. <laughs> this is not Jerry's time to talk. <laughs> Technical difficulty. Uh, that would be awesome. I would love it. I'm, I'm probably going to listen to it over the weekend just to see. He's, no, uh, he's going to listen to it as soon as we hang up with no, you No, we're doing family time, Once right? you be the number one broadcast, you got to cut yourself out of that time. I know. Yeah, the most downloaded episode. Uh, I'll just cut all the pieces out where I'm talking. Uh, gosh. Uh, so before we before we sign off, though, are, are there any resources you want to tell folks about, our listeners, uh, that would be great to strengthen their marriages? Uh, and, and, yeah, so what are some resources they could turn to? Yeah, well, I mean, the, the one that – do you have something you want to say? Oh, well, I was going to say before the marriage, since Liz, Liv's first question was about children and relationships with others mm-hmm. – a book I would recommend for anyone that is trying to decide on a relationship with a future spouse uh, is Sacred, Sacred Search, Search. Sacred Search. Yeah. Oh, wow. Sacred by, Search. Gary Thomas. By Gary Thomas. He does all the Sacred Marriage, Sacred 
significant, you know, whatever, sacred, great book. Yeah. It is an awesome book for you to really look at what are the characteristics that I want my future spouse to have and what should I think on. And I've got like okay. 10 copies of it and given out several copies already. I read it with um, my daughter. She's reading it with some friends of hers now. So, yeah. And just to tell you, this isn't coming from a parent wanting to force it on their child. So we gave it to our daughter when she was 17, and she told her friend about it and said, hey, we need to read this together. Her friend loved it so much. She said, hey, can I get a copy to give to my boyfriend? I want him reading this. And then another friend of theirs found out about it. She's 19, and she's like, oh, I so need to read this. Can you get me a copy too? So is it geared towards that age range or... Uh, it, it, it's for it's really for anybody, but it's really about you know not not so much uh, the who of marriage, but the why of marriage. He'll say on the front of it, you know, and it really goes back to I mean, I'll just give you a preview of the book Matt, uh, Matthew six thirty three. If you're seeking first the kingdom of God and His righteousness, and all these things are provided for you as well, all these things means your spouse as well. So you're really looking for somebody who's seeking the kingdom first primarily and then he talks about a lot of other things you know your family history your expectations and just a lot of other stuff but yeah I'd, I'd get a copy and okay. I'd start reading uh, Jerry start reading through it with Jacob yeah cool yeah it's your turn to start reading through it with Emma mm-hmm. yeah okay yeah. we both wrote it down <laughs> yeah we did uh Probably for different reasons. I was going to definitely put it in the show notes. So, uh, yeah, then, so now to marriage resources. I would let Glenn finish. Yeah, well, that is a marriage resource. So <laughs> Glenn we want is, people to be married for life, absolutely. So um, Yeah, we have local churches from Corpus Christi call you all the time, or try to at least. Well, there you go. There you go. So, um, yeah, two two things I'd say. I mean, the, the thing that family life probably is most known for is something called a weekend to remember. Oh, yeah. And so... Um, uh, I, I'd encourage folks to, to Google Weekend to Remember and find one that's near you and go to it. It'll be one of the best investments you ever make in your marriage. And, um, you know, the other one uh, that, that folks put on locally is something that Family Life does called the Art of Marriage. And I know that the Dugans have put on some of those in Corpus, but that's an event that you can hold at a church, but it has a, a huge impact as well. And so, again, the idea of just, you know, continually investing in your marriage. Um, you need to have some getaways where Jerry and Olivia and Glenn and Sean get away and have some significant time by yourself as a couple. And so these these things give you the opportunity to do that. Yeah, I'm a firm believer in taking two vacations a year, one with the kids and one away from the kids. <laughs> and so, uh, yeah, we've been to, what, five Weekend Remembers and served in a whole bunch? Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah, so it's a, it's been a big blessing to our marriage. Uh, just the, the lessons we get from it each time. I mean, it's the same content, but each time we're in a different place in our marriage, so we get yes. a different value out of it. Uh, and so it, it's a great way to go back and recharge and refresh. And I'll definitely put our discount code into the show notes as well. Oh, there you go, yeah. man. That's it. Yay. Uh, I don't know what episode this will be, so when I do the outro, that's when I'll... I'll, I'll tell them where to go find the, the special discount code and, and all these resources will be in the show notes as well. Cool. Great. Cool. Well, thank you guys for being honorary Dugans on the Family Time Q&A. <laughs> Thanks, for, <laughs> Thanks for making us honorary Dugans. Yeah. It's oh, awesome. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, we'll probably get you hooked on this and next time we do this, maybe you guys have like mixers and microphones. and. <laughs> <laughs> You don't have to. I'm just being funny. <laughs> Only if Brian Winkler's around, yeah. So. Yeah. 
Uh, we'll have to pick on him and say, come on, you let them down. They had to use an iPad. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Anyways, great visiting with y'all again. Same here. Thanks, guys. Thank you for listening to episode 81 of the Family Time Q&A podcast. You can check out the show notes at therealjerrydugan.com slash 081. And there you'll find our code, our group code, to sign up for that Weekend to Remember conference that Glenn and Sean Solberg talked about. And that will be uh, Corpus Christi. So you can go to weekendtoremember.com and use the group name Corpus Christi, all one word. And that'll save you $100 per couple. Great, great event. You should go to it, sign up for it, and take advantage of the lessons that you'll learn. Uh, Olivia and I, we've been to a number of those, and we just we love the, uh, the way that the Weekend to Remember will spark, rekindle, and educate you on having a happy, healthy marriage. God bless you. Have a good day. <laughs>